0: One, two, three, four, five, and we're back with the TMCJ podcast. We're on episode ten now. Woo. We've hit the double digits. Uh, ten, indeed. Who would have thought it would go this long? Mm-hmm. Who would have thought we would put up with this each week <laughs> this long? Yeah, I think we uh, have kind of established at this point that, um, I don't know, it, it is something that we both look forward to. Uh, that being said, yeah. today's episode, in terms of structure, is probably going to be a bit more low effort than the last few weeks have been. Janky uh, as fuck is a special celebration of our tenth episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a spe- we're gonna go back to the original uh, mm. format of this podcast where we just sort of rambled around um, with a vague idea what we were going to talk about. As if we don't do that every week. Ah. Yeah. Anyway, I did write two things down for topics, and they're both shit. Um, okay. Well, what, what, what are they so I can shoot them down? So, the first one, I wanted to uh, talk about... Well, I, I just wrote down social media as a general topic because right. I, even when I was using social media, thought it was stupid. Yes. Um, but there's like a million different varieties out there that I've never even tried now, so I thought we could just kind of uh, ramble on and chat about them, uh, Mm -hmm. the other thing I put down was, uh, weird hobbies, and what I meant by that was, like, things that, (laughs) like, odd things that people collect, or that, yeah, people can turn into a hobby that really shouldn't be. God, my mind instantly goes to the the worst things.
1: (laughs) Uh, like, people, people that watch My Little Pony, when they're a grown-ass adult, that kind of thing is where my mind The Bronies. Yeah, I know Uh, what you're talking about. Yeah, Um, that was a person in. This might be a long topic. Don't get me wrong. I'm not planning on talking about this long. There was um, someone in uh, student accommodation when I was there that uh, was slight. This guy that was slightly older than me, and we'd have to eat our meals in like a communal area because we had like it was the way that our student housing was set up, kind of thing. And every mealtime, he would be talking about the fanfiction he was writing of My Little Pony. Oh my god, uh, it was it was a cross between My Little Pony, Doctor Who, and some kind of horror thing. I uh, it was it was fricking the worst. So <laughs> I, I, I would occasionally go down to
0: dinner late just to uh, get some peace and quiet. We oh my god, I've got a i have got I have a similar tale, although. This was when I was in uh, in high school, and you know, Halo Two was the big game. Everyone was playing on Xbox Live; it was mm. big, big, uh, big thing at the time. So we, I was. There were several people that I met on there, like you know, Scott, Adam. There, I first encountered them on Halo, on Xbox yep. Live, and it kind of uh, went on from there. But. We also had, like, a couple other weird characters that would play loosely with our group, and there was this guy, I can't remember what his, his gamer tag was, but it was something, um, I keep wanting to say it was Jack Black, but that's not, it wasn't. Anyway, he used to always come on and tell us about these, uh, these anime screenplays he was writing, which essentially um. they turned out to be fan fiction, and one of my friends yeah. just either mocked him for it or basically this this friend had a very good way of just cutting to the bone like instantly just um it's like oh that's really cool can you shut the fuck up or something (laughs) just basically just like build him up and then spike him back to the ground because the guy he was a fairly okay dude but he was annoying as fuck um and one day he came on and told us about another anime screenplay he would written where he gets superpowers and fought this friend that I'm talking about that just made fun of him and it just it just became a running gag within our group it's like you know one day I I keep wanting to say Jack Black so I'm just gonna say Jack Black Um, one day Jack Black woke up and he had superpowers and he used them to kill George Oh George. And it just became um, like this long running gag. But I say similar thing, cringy um, you know, yeah. fan fiction. I'm,
1: I mean I don't want to crush people's like dreams of creativity with that kind mm. of thing. I think it's you know, well, a lot of creativity comes from writing. Yeah. Uh, I mean
0: that Stones and Glass Houses and all that because just, you know this well, this yeah, is exactly. definitely D&D. D&D but then again this even this podcast we, you know, it it was pretty rough in some of the earlier episodes right, I like to think yeah. we're smoothing it out but with any creative endeavor you kind of have to spend uh, a little bit as a crap out before you can actually produce something yeah. of any quality
1: what I was going to say is that you, you pick your audiences I mean yeah. if 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 someone's not interested in the podcast for example I won't talk about the podcast in front of them and that's fine I'm, I won't go on about it if they want to go and watch it, brilliant mm. uh, but I, I'm not going to I'm not going to subject them to uh, something if they don't want to listen to it. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. God. yeah that's the big difference. Yeah, I guess that, that's a good point. Like, if um, I, you know, I did I did a lot of writing when I was younger because I really enjoyed it. Um, mm. But there were very few people that I would actually uh, show or tell about it, first of all. Mm. And if, and only if they expressed an interest in reading something, I'd show them it and I'd try to show them the good stuff, because I definitely wrote a bunch of stuff that was absolute ass. Yeah. As the oh.
1: old... that's
0: the old dude. Yeah. But that's... Um, that's how it goes. You gotta... you gotta fail a lot before you can succeed. At least most um, of the time.
1: Switching over to, um, social media. Yeah. I... Um, when I was growing up, the... Uh, Facebook was very big, mm. and I got Facebook originally with the, purely with the intent of getting back into contact with uh, someone who, it was when I was changing schools, and I was like, oh, it'll stay in touch. Phones cost a lot of money to keep, you know, texting people at that time. Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: that's right, you only had a certain number of texts per month or something like right, that. Yeah. exactly.
1: So I was like, okay, Facebook seems like a... A necessary evil in order to, to keep intact. Uh, other than that, I don't think I've I've really ever used social media in that aspect that most people use social media—that is to say, to share my life. Uh, I've never really bought into that at all. Never really done the whole putting pictures of myself online for mass crowds
0: to look at. Yeah, I. So, my first experience with social media, is when I was in um, middle school and high school, uh, that was around the time that um, MySpace was coming out. Yeah. Uh, Facebook had just started when I went to college, and it was at that point, like, exclusive for college students, at least in the U.S. I don't know about internationally, but um, I remember I had a, one of my closest friends from my hometown, uh, she had a Facebook account, and or no, a MySpace account. And I remember looking at it and thinking, "This is the dumbest fucking thing I think I've ever seen in my life yeah um I refused to make one um, She made one for me, uh, for me and I never logged into it and never touched it it just it just existed yeah uh I did however when I got to college use Facebook um, and that was because it was like it was a big craze there it was a way that a lot of us at college would um we used it mostly as a tool for shit posting really like yeah. just stupid stupid memes um you know posts that made like no sense and were really just out there to you know get laughs or something like that it was yeah. never but i never used it this like you're saying to talk about my life and stuff like that
1: mm, i think vlogging is very uh it's another thing, it looks really easy on the face of it, but I think you've got to have a lot of hmm, creative flair to keep people interested in a, a vlog or um, yeah. like some kind of My
0: Diary-esque kind of uh, production. Yeah, I feel like that. those types of things are almost like um, y- you practically have to be a practitioner of hypnosis because there's there's like a I've noticed the the really successful ones they have like this direct eye contact with the camera thing and they have this certain cadence in the way they speak like right. it's I'm not talking about ASMR. No, I'm not talking about <laughs> ASMR. I'm talking about <laughs> vlogging.
1: Okay. Cuz that falls f- a- for
0: me under the same category of hmm. <laughs> ASMR's uh Dubious. that's that's a whole different thing. For anyone that doesn't know ASMR I have no idea what it stands for, but it's essentially when somebody gets really close to the mic and just whispers into it.
1: Yeah, it's creepy. Just don't use that. Yeah. No. <laughs> they make particular noises which are meant to be relaxing
0: and it can send you to sleep, that kind of thing. Um. <laughs> no, sorry, that just reminded me of... Um, it was a screenshot of a post someone made. Um, it was... It was uh, somebody was saying... Uh, to whoever the person is who released a relaxing noises for sleeping YouTube uh, video, and then put an advertisement right in the middle of it, fuck you. Because <laughs> you think about it, you're listening. Say it's like a half hour video, and it's supposed to be you know relaxing, and you're just playing it, and so you're you're soothed off yeah. to sleep, and then all of a sudden, halfway through the video, you just get this random loud advertisement. Uh, yeah, I think
1: it's <laughs> PayPal at the
0: moment. Like getting like every oh. fucking video again I that i keep getting the ads for that like so nice. custom soap or that custom soap yeah the doctor squashes something something soap um they they make like all natural like hand pressed soap or something like that right i don't think that's a i think that's probably an american only company yeah i mean they're they're probably pretty small but it, yeah it's like uh, <laughs> artisanal soap
1: yeah, that that kind of um,
0: what was the word? Uh,
1: specified branding. Um, all the word I'm looking for when the advert comes to you, basically, because it sees what you've been searching. Hmm. Uh, I, I'm looking like a real
0: idea. What's the word, Kaiser? <laughs> targeted marketing. Uh, probably targeted advertising. I don't know. Yeah, um,
1: um, it's uh, yesterday. I was on. Steam and Mass was saying she was getting a lot of like the same kind of game mm. advertised to, the, to her, but she never really played that kind of game, so she doesn't know where it came from. But suddenly
0: everything is recommending it. God, um, well that that could be like the um, the game itself paying Steam to go like, hey, find me customers. Well, no, it's
1: not. I, I'm not getting anything like that. It was all like um, those anime uh,
0: story games, the kind of stuff that you've. Uh, visual novels, yeah. Yes, that's the one. Interesting. It's um, funny, because I don't get advertisements for those. No. I mean, I don't. I, I get... Of
1: I, course, the first thing in my queue is Battlefield 4, which I have no interest in playing. They, it's, they somehow managed to make... Uh, the, they'll give you ten things in your queue, which they recommend to you. Mm. And uh, they somehow managed to nail every single day what I do not want in any possible way. They had freaking, what was it? Football. A football game up on my list yesterday. <laughs> like, if that's not paid by the football people to advertise right. on, I don't know let's, what it is.
0: Cause... Let's see what my, my queue is. I've got Craftopia. Uh, it's a brand new multiplayer survival action game made in Japan. That's B at the moment, just generally. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is after that. Mm-hmm. Then, Squad, which is looks like a 100-player FPS game. Uh, Hades. Yeah. I think you bought that for me, didn't you? I did, yeah. Star Wars Old Republic. Yeah. Um, flight Simulator. Crusader Kings 3. A lot of these are just big games. Serious Sam yeah, 4. Just yeah, just
1: AAA. Account. Um, but I don't understand why Flight Sim is so big. Like, a lot of people are playing you know on why? YouTube, I don't really I, understand why.
0: I saw, like, I'm looking, I was looking to get a, um... So I want to get one of the three thousand series uh, video cards um, that NVIDIA came out with, and right. I also want to get like a better monitor when I get that. Like I wanted to get like a one hundred and forty FPS by four 3- K resolution monitor, but they're ridiculously expensive. There's something like seventeen hundred dollars for a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get kind of a more mediocre one for around nine hundred, but. I don't want to pay that kind of money and then have it be crap. So right now I'm looking at 140 FPS uh 1440p which is you know it's it's two it's a 2K monitor essentially. Hmm. Um and they're all they're more reasonably priced but I saw one of the top things on it is like I bought, you know, five stars. I bought this monitor specifically to play Microsoft Flight Simulator and nothing else. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. What kind of, like, piece of cartilage does that? Yeah, you meant to load up, like, Halo Reach or some shit, not... Yeah, something, yeah, I'll play Doom Eternal at the crazy FPS. We kinda got away from social media here. <laughs> Wait, social media is the second segment, though. No, no, no. Me- well, no, sorry, media is the second yeah, segment. Yeah, yeah, this is social this media. Is true. Yeah, we're, well, we're in is topics this the right now. segment normally games? No, the first segment is topics. How, we've been uh, doing this ten weeks and we don't even know how. I don't know, we talk about games a lot in the first segment, yeah. Well, that's because the topics, I mean, we both play a lot of video games, so topics inevitably yeah. circle back to that. Hmm. You know that
1: rando that we were playing with yesterday in Among Us? Yeah. Also, that game, big
0: fucking game, Yeah. we had nine people, nine friendos. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Like, only two people weren't in the call, too. Like, everyone else was... No, actually, I think only... No, one person. Yeah, only one person wasn't in the call. It was this one
1: rando that me and Mast started playing with before everyone arrived. And, uh... We were trying to work out some way of getting him uh, into the call, because it's no fun for the person who literally can't hear all the conversations. Right, yeah, he's only got to go
0: off the text.
1: Yeah. And, uh... We were like, oh, we've got Discord. I was genuinely surprised he didn't have Discord, because in my eyes, anyone who has a computer these days should have Discord.
0: Um <laughs> Yeah. If you I mean if you're playing any video games at all.
1: Yeah. But
0: uh no, he was like at the end he was going, Oh, have you got Snapchat? Yeah, I saw oh, that. Why the
1: fuck would I have Snapchat? Get out of <laughs> here.
0: Wait, am I gonna Snapchat my argument? <laughs> that, okay, sorry, that that's <laughs> a good me transition. With a filter. That is a good transition. Snapchat is another um social media app that i had a ton of friends that got into and i couldn't stand it i was like this is just text messaging but more difficult
1: there's (laughs) one friend i have in canada who uses snapchat that i occasionally snapchat with but other than that there's i I don't think i've ever really
0: used it in any modern way there, there are several social media apps that I, and that being one of them, that I made a point. When people finally talked me into using them, I made a point of using them wrong. Um, So Snapchat, whenever somebody would send me one, it'd be like, you know, a video or a picture, and then some line of text. And I would just reply to the text and take a picture of like a blank wall or something like that. Or the yeah. ground. And then just just so it would just be a text message with a completely uninteresting picture. um.
1: Well that's the thing, with Snapchat, all the messages, all the texts, all the pictures get deleted. Yeah. And if you're slow on the uptake, like I quite often am, if I've just woken up and I'm bleary eyed looking at my phone, Mm. and it has a three seconds before a photo disappears forever, that shit ain't getting seen. (laughs) And then I have to do the horrible thing of, can you send that again? I didn't
0: actually see what it was. (laughs) Yeah, Snapchat, ah. It's just and, sorry, stupid. Yeah. No, that that and Twitter. Twitter's another one that... I've used Twitter twice in my life. Once, yeah. was back in college. Jesse convinced me to uh, get a Twitter account because you know, he thought it was awesome and I should get on there. And right. I use it, so I made the account at Bag of Dicks and uh, okay. got the account banned within a week. Well, that was a surprise. But later, yeah. I made another one. This was in like 2015 or 2016. And I used it for about six months. And I was extremely unproductive during those six months. It was just like junk food. Really? Yeah, I, well, I don't what's know. What's that to do on Twitter? I, I hear it's like the, the social butterfly place of the internet. So. It's, you know how, like, sometimes you pull up, like, Netflix and you want to watch something, but you don't know what, and you're just scrolling through and looking at, like, the previews yeah. and stuff? I think That's what Twitter Reddit, is. Though. That is exactly what Twitter is. Okay. Yeah, I just go on the, the Cute Animals Reddit page and just scroll forever. <laughs> yeah. I um. can see that. Oh, my God. Yeah, YouTube is, speaking of social media, I don't, does YouTube count as social media? Uh, well, I use it as a TV, so...
1: Yeah, no, that's pretty much really. what I use it for as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like another People's streaming pay for a TV license, Jesus.
0: <laughs> that's Wait, right. do you have TV licenses over there? No, you guys, uh, that's... Because th- you have a state-owned right. TV company, so that's why you have that. We don't. Um, they're all private corporations. Gotcha. you? Um, so if, if, like, for instance, I don't watch TV so I don't I don't pay for it I could get a cable subscription um, mm-hmm. but I don't watch TV so I have no reason to So um, theoretically
1: if I were to get like an American box mm-hmm. I would not be charged anything because it's not British telecoms
0: I don't know if it, can you even do that I don't know maybe I, I think I've like even the, the, the network <laughs> infrastructure is owned by the UK government over there right This is something that we may have to do some research on. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, why why bother when there's so much good shit on YouTube? I did... The cable companies will occasionally do, like, deals over... Because the internet is the only thing I pay for. It's the only thing I use. If I want to watch, like, a movie or a TV show, I have Netflix and Amazon. Um, You are heavily reliant on the (laughs) internet. Yeah. And so I, I have that, but I don't have I I have had a cable box before but I never hooked it up because they did like a deal if you get the basic cable box they'll shave like you know five or ten dollars a month off your internet price and so it ended up being like I think right now for internet I'm paying something like ninety dollars a month but so it would be eighty for a year if I got the cable box The idea is that you get the cable box, and you hook it up, and you're like, Oh, but I want to get HD, and I want to get this, and so they tack on a little bit more money. But I said, Nope, I'll just take the deal. The cable box lived in my coat closet for a year, and then I returned it when the deal ran out. I never even plugged the thing in. Damn. I don't know. These, These offers sound like a
1: faff. I hate those, um, it's completely free for the first month. But you've got to put in your bank account details so that when you inevitably forget, that you've signed up for it. Yep. We're then we charge, can charge you for the next three you. Yep. months. Yeah, I hate them. Yep, Passion. That's uh, that's why whenever YouTube pops up with its special premium thing without adverts on my phone, I'm like, nah, I'd rather just watch the odd advert. As much as I hate them. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna watch the odd advert because it's not gonna cost me real life money, and I know I will forget.
0: <laughs> yep, I've done that before. Um, with a couple free trials. I did that with uh, the whole Xbox has that Game Pass thing where you can, there's a library of games, you pay a monthly subscription and you can just download the game and play it. Yeah. Um, I did that when we, back when we were trying out Sea of Thieves a couple of years back. I did that so I could play it and then forgot for two months and ended up paying $30 for a service I wasn't using. Yeah.
1: You basically pay for the whole game and then you don't have the game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, same with PlayStation Network. I, I used to love the PS3. Like, oh, it was so good. Free internet. Alright? It wasn't like the Xbox 360 where mm-hmm. you had to pay for the internet. Nope. Every month you didn't have to worry about that shit. If you bought the console, which was more expensive, don't get me wrong, then you don't have to worry. It's yeah. peace of mind I was paying for. Uh, I, but then they moved to Xbox, not Xbox, the PlayStation 4. Yeah, they moved they to. And they were that. like, hmm. Mm. Clearly Xbox has got the right fucking idea. Let's charge
0: everyone out the ass every month instead. Which is when I stopped playing consoles. The the Xbox Live, though, they did... Um, they have moved towards giving you something else. Like, some some extra stuff. So, like, if you... You still have to get the subscription to play online. And I have it. But one of the, the things they started doing was that if if you have Xbox Live... Then you get two free games every month.
1: Yeah, they do it on PS4 as well. But like, look at Epic Game Store. You don't have to pay shit for that, and you get a free game every week. And there are yeah. some damn
0: good games on there. I know. They, it's, it's, well, it's an arms race. The Epic's trying to compete with Steam, but also with the console sales.
1: Yeah. Speaking of, I assume Jesse's been harassing you to get
0: Rising Storm Vietnam as yeah, well. I don't know why. I think I already <laughs> got it. Oh like he he told me to get here. I'm Rising Storm Vietnam 2. Yeah, I have it and it's installed. He he told me to get it back in July and I got it. It's it's yeah. installed on my computer. So when he sent that I'm like, "Uh yeah. I already own it. M- maybe you should just play it." With him. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, guess it's yeah, probably something I should do.
1: Um, yeah, he was pretty stoked uh, that it was coming free. He was By like, the
0: way, <laughs> all but threatening me to get it. <laughs> Rising Storm Vietnam uh For, it's a video game um, shooter, obviously set in Vietnam. Uh, It's one of of those like uh, hyper realistic uh, first person shooter video games. Um,
1: Is it? I think it is.
0: It seemed like that. That from I watched Jesse play it, and that seems like what it was. It seemed. It looked very cod like to me. I
1: don't know if it's like hyper realistic. I Is my in my mind, is another word for
0: Milsim. That's... Yeah, it, it struck me much closer to Arma than to um, COD. Milsim Mil- being military
1: simulator by the way, like, um, a game that's where you have to do everything even the really boring stuff really meticulously before you can actually go and do the fun stuff which might be like half an hour apart from one another. Yeah. Um... Yeah, simulator to me has become a bit of a curse word because <laughs> it's it's just it's just an excuse to put a bunch of pad time between actual fun activities.
0: Yeah, um. I the the comparison that I I always loved um from uh Zero Punctuation the video game review um show Goo. is <laughs> I said review, but uh it's the the simulators always seem kind of like uh, like model railways, right? Like some kind of a hobby that you spend hours and hours working on, and you just like it's meticulous and boring. But I don't know where I was going with that. But it looks cool. No, I get what you mean. It's like Minecraft, all right? Yeah.
1: You 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 don't generally if it's just one person playing it. They'll make something cool, and they'll be like, "Right, that's that done." Uh, if there's multiple people playing it, it becomes a uh, a challenge to make something cool that other people also appreciate, and yeah. that's what gives it the replayability, I think. Um, with, I mean, the, don't get me wrong, there are simulator games that I have very much enjoyed. You know how much I played Color Mechanic Simulator, mm. which is a real like, surprised hit for me because I don't really like cars. <laughs> so, playing car mechanic simulator uh, seems like something just way off left field. Like, I, I, I'm just surprised that I enjoyed it as much as I did. And it is boring. Uh, Be under no, no doubt. It's, it's not an exciting game. But I did get a very real sense of I don't accomplishment. Know, you know, yeah, like when you finished like an amazing piece of artwork or something and you step back and you look at it and you're like, damn, mm. I did a good job. A Even though it means or a nothing. model
0: kit or something like that. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um or just like making a really nice looking meal or something and it's just something you can look at, appreciate for a couple of seconds and then move on with your life. Mm.
0: Uh, despite the hours it took you to make it. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I, I mean, I, I can get behind that. I, yeah. I, especially the when you compared it to cooking, because, yeah, I could just have pre-made meals or go out to eat or order out, but I really enjoy, like, the satisfaction of taking the time, making something, like, that looks and tastes amazing. Even if it takes me twice as long as making something a lot more simple.
1: Hmm.
0: I mean there is a there, there oh, sorry words there is a cooking simulator out,
1: simulator out there. I have just woken up, right? Forgive me. <laughs> um, but I don't think I'd ever play a game like that, because cooking is something that I could readily do myself in real life at any yeah. time. And you have to so, well,
0: and you don't get to eat it if it's on the computer. Exactly, and it looks a bit fake, and the
1: the controls were always janky as hell. Like, if I'm gonna do something crazy cooking-wise, I'll look up a Life of Boris video and be like, right, I'm gonna try and recreate this. <laughs> uh, and if it tastes horrible, then it tastes horrible, but I'll know for future, and I will have progressed myself in some way. Also, when I tell this story
0: later, it won't sound like I'm a complete nerd. <laughs> uh, yeah. but Yeah, I guess that's, it's different from other... Somewhat uh, simulator-like games, like farming simulator, right? You're you're not gonna go out and buy a giant farm and a combine harvester and yeah. go out and do that. So it gives you the chance to kind of see or experience that. Although, God, those games are not. I mean,
1: to be fair, I live in like a, a farming area, so I could probably get and get a job in a farming place, That's true. <laughs> possibly. But yeah, no, I wouldn't want. To. I don't want to deal with like rain, going to ju- to a, a daily job and having to put up with rain and shit, I can deal with it in a game just about,
0: but fuck me. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I guess one of the the other ones, um, you see the, the ones that are more at my games like uh, Elite Dangerous, that's like, it's far future yeah, space but... like space trucker simulator essentially.
1: Elite Dangerous is based on one of the original, original, original PC games. Um, like, one of the. F- I, I can't <laughs> say original many more times, but one of the first ever games was uh, a game called Elite, mm. where you piloted this, uh, like, framework of a spaceship. And I think my dad played it when he was young. Uh, so, yeah, I was very much tempted by Elite Dangerous when it came out, but. At the same time, uh, after, I think it was around the time that No Man's Sky came out, and that was just pretty
0: awful. It was a shit show. I have Elite Dangerous for the PC and for the Xbox, and um, I have to say I do like playing it with a controller better. Mm. Um, but it isn't. It's it's a it's a game, but it's also like like I don't know Euro Truck Simulator or something like that. It takes it takes up a good amount of time. It's very simple tasks, and it takes you a while to build yourself up to the point where you're actually doing anything cool. For a while, you're just yeah. hauling freight from star system to star system.
1: Yeah, I mean that could be quite pretty pretty damn sure. There's a lot of um, moving cargo games these days. I mean, there was that super Konami. Uh, what's the what's the thing you yeah, you're talking a, about? Death Stranding.
0: Death Standing. Yeah. No, Death Stranding oh stranding okay it's the one where you play as the dude with an enormous backpack who walks places the pizza delivery boy of
1: the after aftermath post apocalypse apocalypse. yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. oh
0: but speaking of uh, spaceship games okay go on (laughs) I was just gonna say uh, this is gonna probably be the last point before we end segment one because we're at 32 minutes right now getcha but go on space games Uh,
1: I was gonna say, speaking of space games, you are uh, you seem to be into that a little bit at the moment with uh, the Star Wars Squadron.
0: Yeah, I, I picked it up yesterday. It was a game that I wasn't sure I was going to, um, I was gonna pick up. I was gonna get because, I mean, it's it's a new Star Wars game and it's published by EA, which pretty much means it's got everything against it. But Microtransactions. No, there are none of those. That's the weird wow. thing. Um I haven't tried the multiplayer yet. The campaign is um, you know, pretty fun if a bit predictable. Um, yeah. But the the like it's got a fairly simple like gameplay style. It's just dogfighting essentially. Mm-hmm. But there are enough varieties of little fighter ships and you can customize them all. So there there's a there's enough variety to keep it interesting, and I'm once I finish the campaign, I am going to try the multiplayer because I think it looks like it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it also it so- supports VR, so I may try that at some point. But yeah. Hmm.
1: Does it? Um, is it like the old Star Wars Battlefront 2 space mechanics?
0: No. Okay. It's it's more clean and polished than that. Uh so it's also entirely first person like you're entirely inside the ship there's no Oof, third person right. camera um, and but it like it feels good it like it feels clean like if you like that dog fighting kind of um yeah kind of mechanic method because you're not like in
1: third person
0: yeah so it's it's got that first, and that first person thing is one of the reasons i really want to try the vr version of it mhm um but yeah it should be interesting.
1: Yeah, that that was kind of one of the reasons I, I don't know if you remember, but I always used to play PlayerUnknown's Battleground in first person mode because I hated that someone could stand behind a corner and tilt their camera so <laughs> that they could look around the corner without actually peeking around the corner, if that makes sense.
0: Well, I, I yeah, I switched back and forth. Um, I used third person mm. when I wasn't in a fight, but the moment I got into combat, I switched to first person because it was easier to shoot.
1: Yeah, well, but they, they, they released a, the, the mode where everyone has to be in first person was my yeah. point.
0: Uh, I've, yeah, I played that one a lot more, but it was, it depended, because there were only certain people that played it that really enjoyed that mode.
1: Yeah. And, oh shit, wait, wait that, that was our last topic, wasn't it? I was yeah, going to start yeah. talking about
0: PubGirt and the changes <laughs> that it made. God, yeah, we're going to go off on, on the weeds again, but we'll wrap up uh, segment one there. Um, Yep to the end of segment one which is topics uh depending on when you're listening to this you'll either hear us again in a few seconds or a few days but either way thank you for listening why are you counting in it's part two. Oh fucking hell whatever uh <laughs> welcome back to the tmcj podcast we are on to segment two media and i am already fucking up the intro yeah,
1: and I'm high on
0: coffee. Oh my god. Me, it's having my, warm. uh, non-caffeinated herbal tea. Like an old man. I don't know. I I love this stuff. I already bought another case of it that's going to be coming soon.
1: Yeah. You're, you're more English than I am, I think. <laughs> What's... I mean, I mean, I drink coffee, which you don't. Yeah. Wait, do you drink coffee?
0: No, I've only drank coffee twice in my life. Um once right. when i was uh really young and my parents were having some and i just decided to try it i hated it um
1: yeah. i feel like it's more american it it uh, probably I mean, is it's well, attachments to italy
0: it's it's funny the um you say it's more the, the other time i drank it was on the business trip i took earlier this year to japan um right. for the audit like we were out in kind of rural japan they don't get a lot of um, oh, not Japan again! <laughs> well, just no, no. Look, they they don't get a lot of visitors from outside of Japan, or at least yeah. outside of Asia in general, because they they specialized mostly the business we were going there to look at specialized mostly in doing stuff within Japan.
1: Right.
0: And so they served all of us coffee, and they were so, they were. Um, I I don't want to say proud, but they were they were like, they're like oh. We, you know, we got you um, American coffee, and they were like, you know, because just assumed that that's what all Americans <laughs> drank, and that, you know, yeah. would be so... And American coffee is actually a blend of coffee in Japan, and they mean, like, U.S. American, and it's essentially just very strong black coffee.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I, I, I drank that, but honestly, just to be polite... <laughs> Um, and oh my god, was it heavily caffeinated Because I don't drink coffee, so that much caffeine, I could see my pulse in my eyeballs.
1: Yeah, holy shit!
0: <laughs> god,
1: Man. Well, talking of uh, drinks, actually. Well, okay, this is meant to be the media. It's the media segment.
0: segment. But... I do have things to talk about, but <laughs> yes, we do. um So two things that I did this this week. Um, I started and didn't finish yet watching the uh three original lord of the rings movies the extended cuts which yeah holy shit each one of those is like four hours long really yeah the extended cuts are like seriously (laughs) when they say extended like the first one i think clocks in at like two and a half hours in the normal version but the extended cut is close to four the second one is uh like, right around 4, and the last one is, like, 4 hours and 20 minutes. Yeah, um, I haven't finished the last one yet, but I have been rewatching the movies. It's been quite a long time since I've seen them.
1: Wait, so is that, like, the raiding of the Shire and stuff? Do you see all that?
0: I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. I don't remember them going back and talking about the Shire at all. But there are, like, some extra scenes with some side characters. There's some longer conversations um more like context and world building essentially that aren't necessary to the plot but they kind of add to the yeah i think
1: i've said it before because when we watch uh, movie night which we need to talk about by the way but um, the we've seen quite a few of these extended cut films and i really like in in an audio uh, sorry in a book I always like the full version with everything, all the small details. Yeah. In movies, I generally prefer the cut down version.
0: Yeah, I I'm mostly on board with that. For some reasons, some reason though, the Lord of the Rings stuff, um it it just because of how extensive the books were and I didn't realize that. I saw the movies before the books. I was never like into yeah. Tolkien or anything when I was younger. I did see the movies with my friends when they came out but i never read the books until honestly just a couple of years ago i i listened to the audiobooks for the first two mm. but yeah i don't know it's just because of the the way and how extensive those books were i always it it felt appropriate to watch the extended cut for the movies but i will say it is it's a lot it's <laughs> it, a journey <laughs> like each one of the movies in cuz i A while back on Amazon when they were on sale I got the uh, the blu-ray box for them like the original trilogy for the extended cuts and each extended cut is divided into two blu-rays so watching through and each one is like at least an hour and a half two hours and yeah it's just it's an enormous it's like watching half of one of the movies is now watching like watching a whole movie Right. Jeepers. That's why I still haven't yeah, I have
1: seen any of the extended Lord of the Rings. I feel like Lord of the Rings I quite like, though, because I think I've, I've always just been a massive Lord of the Rings fan in general. Um, especially with the. They the kind of reignited my. I was going to say passion for it. I might be a bit of a strong word, but um, with the Shadow of Mordor.
0: Mm. Uh, I, very, I, very good game. Oh God, I. I got that game years ago, and I never actually... I didn't beat it. I enjoyed the game a lot. Mm. But it was one that I never played the whole way through.
1: I didn't think the story was really, like, where it was at, though. it was just the idea of, like, basically making your own government out of orcs. Yeah. (laughs) Which was uh, the the fun part of it.
0: The subtle political manipulations that you can do.
1: Yeah. And they each have, like, their own characters, and if if there's one that keeps getting... a. shit kicked out of him and he keeps coming back to life with, like, another body part missing. Uh, sorry, that sounds a bit violent to the people who are listening but <laughs> it, it, it doesn't look grim, it's just like, oh this person, uh I don't know you you, you kicked him in the face last time so he's got, like, a metal faceplate now kind of thing.
0: Yeah, or uh. then, like, later can't you get, like, sleeper agents and stuff that you can get like, you can get mm. your little pet orc on charge, and then you have an inn, or something like that. So if that.
1: there's, like, a, a super warlord, and he has two warlords below him, which are, like, his toadies, if you defeat the toadies and in I was gonna say, enslaved, uh... Install? ...brand them... Well, oh. Wow, that just sounds worse. <laughs> um, they're orcs, alright? <laughs> you, you get them onto your side, onto your team, but they still pretend to be this uh, warlord's toady so that when you go and fight the super warlord they stab him in the back it's ah oh, it's very
0: there's a lot of cool subtlety of and strategy in the game that mm. i think elevates it above the kind of generic open world thing that it the other thing i i, I really liked about the game because it is open world but it's not a very big open world and I think that kind of adds to it. it. Like, everything you need to get to, it's all very tight and compact. Like, it's it feels yeah. more packed with content, whereas, like, you oh, see yeah. some open-world games, they're, like, you know, bragging that they have, like, 100 square miles of stuff in the game, but most of it is just mm. filler. <laughs> all that really yeah, means it just it, takes you longer from get to point A to point B.
1: There were bad parts of the game, and unfortunately... It was one of the the bad points that EA decided to uh, like expand on. Uh, I don't think the second game was very good, but the first game definitely top notch. Hmm. Um, which was the um, the dwarf. I can't remember his name. He annoyed me, <laughs> and he it was just he just gave really boring hunting quests. Um, yeah. And it was just always the next the next level of creature up. So. It would start with a regular wolf, then it go to a mega wolf, then it go to a troll, then a mega troll. Then they were just boring.
0: <laughs> it's like, hey, can I just hunt the last one and you know I'll never talk to you again?
1: Yeah, I don't want to deal with the wild animals. I want to deal with the like the po- politics. Yeah, uh, but
0: and yeah, they choose to expand it into a big DLC. And yeah, not really, not really a thing. Hmm. There's there's a few games like that where they. That's always the tricky bit with the the whole open world thing, is they've got... If they've packed the game with so much different stuff and a ton of people liked it, they're like, Oh, well, when we expand it, they, they might expand it in a direction that, like, 80% of the audience didn't like, or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's always the risk with packing so much crap into your game.
1: Yeah. But... Returning to the media thing. Oh, is there anything else Lord of the Rings based you wanted to mention?
0: No, I just there was. I, I there are so many actors in it, that yeah. I didn't know at the time because this came out in like 2000. It was 2001, 2002, and 2003. was when the three movies came out. Yeah. Um, and excellent for the time. Some of the it, it's some of the CGI. I'm looking back at it and I'm like, okay, that's a little iffy. But again, it was early 2000s. Yeah. Um is it.
1: To this day, I don't think anything has really come out the tops, either Lord of the Rings or Star Wars. Like, that was a golden age.
0: Yeah, of those, yeah, the, the original stuff. They, they. it's absolutely gorgeous, the writing is excellent, like, the inner character, like, dialogue, like, they, they were written well, um, and just, like, they're... <sighs> you know how sometimes you're watching a movie and you see two characters and they get into a conflict purely because it seems like the right whoever was writing the story was like we need some drama here that doesn't really happen in these movies at all whenever there's like an inner character conflict or where they're, they're talking with each other and it looks like something bad is gonna happen or there's there's a rift between characters it Happens naturally. It feels appropriate that those things are happening at that time, and then the way they're kind of meted out and then re- resolved all flows very. Well. It just it seems very very well well written.
1: Yeah. Hmm. I um, I mean yeah, the franchise like that. It's it's had so many games and um, like I think it's even had. Like Star Wars has had loads of comic books uh, come out about it, particularly around the clone wars and stuff like that. Um, there's, yeah, I, I'm waiting for the day that the next, the new Star Wars
0: slash Lord of the Rings comes out. I don't uh, think. Uh, well, Lord of the Rings, they're probably not going to be. The guy who wrote them is Tolkien's dead, right?
1: Well, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the the, the new that something that can live up to their name.
0: Ah, I thing. see what you're saying. Like not necessarily Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, but like
1: no. no. Cuz I mean Lord of the Rings and Star Wars are vastly apart. Like one's right. magical and old, the other is new and scientific. Well,
0: in a way, but they're both Star Wars more I would argue Star Wars closer to uh, space fantasy rather than yeah, like hard there sci-fi. Is,
1: there is magic in Star Wars being the Force. Yeah. Um but I, I see it as a shiny new apple like product as opposed to <laughs> Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Which has like age and wisdom.
0: Yeah. Mystical.
1: Yeah. Um uh, but yes. Uh speaking of old fashioned knights and swords and shit. Yes, mo- This yeah. week's This week's media what's the word I'm looking for? Movie night. Yeah,
0: our movie yeah, movie night
1: uh was Night's Tale, mm-hmm. something that I watched when I was, it was, in fact, there was, it was something that we had on VHS, and I remember not being old enough to watch it when we got it, like, years I wasn't allowed to watch it, mm-hmm. so when I finally did get to watch it, I, I, found, I found it completely h- hilarious. Um yeah, it's like what two thousand? Oh, when did it come out? I'm gonna I, I want to say it was two
0: thousand, maybe two thousand two.
1: It might have been before anyway. that. You anyway, know, it was uh, a movie that I'd
0: never seen, um, and even even watching it now though, I I thought that movie was amazing. There were mm. quite a few moments too where I was <laughs> I was laughing pretty hard at it.
1: Yeah, and it's got to the point now where it's like, oh, you can say that these days. Well, yeah, <laughs> but. It was just a funny joke, but you know, you know, the the, the whole
0: um Ugh women, huh? Joke that happened throughout <laughs> oh, no, it. Oh my god. There was so there was a um so to give give a brief plot synopsis, uh the the movie takes place sometime in medieval Europe and um it follows the tale of this, this group of three squires, essentially, who were with a knight, um and before, like a jousting tournament, he dies of some not really specified cause. Yeah. M-
1: midway through the tournament, he gets um, hit by pretty hard, and then he gets knocked down before the final round. N-
0: no, I'm talking. They're what? No, no, I'm talking about the guy that they were originally serving.
1: Yeah, yeah, he gets. Um, they they were. That's why he said they just have to not be unseated cuz he'd already got a bunch of points yeah yeah he'd already got he a bunch died. of points
0: but he i'm talking about how he died i think the the exact quote from the movie was what are we supposed to say he shed himself to death or something like that cuz he was he'd like fallen asleep against a tree and just died
1: yeah, I think that was from a wound. but I could be wrong.
0: Okay, I didn't think it was from a wound. I thought it that like it was just some illness, maybe. random unspecified. I might be Doesn't matter. Guy dies. <laughs> um and one of the uh the squires who like really um who used to practice with him and stuff like that decides to impersonate him and win the tournament, you know, himself, right? And by impersonating the knight, but it's quickly specified that, you know, if he's ever found out that he's doing this, he's not of noble blood, and he's participating in a joust, then um, he, you know, penalty is death, or something. Like, maybe not death, but some, something very severe.
1: Oh, it would be death, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, death. Anyway, so it follows them as they, this group, this trio, and eventually um, they add two other people to their, their little party there. Um, as he goes through and becomes, like, this jousting champion, um, there's other conflicts along the way, like, he, they have to find a way to keep his identity concealed, um, there's other kinds of subplots and everything, and there's a lot of really, really good side stories that kind of branch off from that main path. Um, but it's it's very, very good movie. A lot of funny moments, and a lot of, um, a lot of, like, heartwarming moments, too. Mm.
1: Yeah, the, the uh, I, I'll never get past that. That scene with the meeting the father again is just so. Yeah, it did that so well.
0: Yep, yep, yeah. There's a, a family reunion moment in the movie that is just, you know, it's it's a it's a tearjerker. Mm-hmm. But then there's also it's sorry, <laughs> no, no, go go on.
1: I was just gonna say, also, if if, if you're not even into any of that horse uh jousting is just fucking cool to watch. <laughs>
0: yeah, and they do a really good job with the like the the stunts in the movie like actually doing the joust.
1: Yeah, the shattered lance is very
0: Yeah. Although I loved that um mm. so there was there was a bunch of trivia that I I was looking up after the movie cuz I pulled it up on IMDb and I wanted to see there were a few actors I I vaguely recognized. I'm like I know I've seen these people somewhere before. Um and while I was there, I was looking at uh, some of the trivia, and some of it's hilarious. Like, the uh, the sound effect they used for the shattering lance was actually the sound of a howitzer being fired. They just slowed it down. Um, oh, you remember when his helmet gets like, crushed in, in the yeah. one scene? That actually was an accident. Um, oh, really? The guy who was coming at him, like, had his lance misaligned for the stunt, and actually hit him in the face and knocked out the stunt actor
1: oh fucking hell. and
0: so they but they decided to keep the the cut and just roll with it because that was the coolest looking one
1: yeah i mean you can't really you can't imitate that very easily no <laughs> not like in 2001 at least. yeah so that
0: was that was the act or the the stuntman really getting hit in the face with a lance
1: yeah fuck.
0: um Actually, going back to the Lord of the Rings, there's uh, another bit of trivia I remember from... There's a scene, I want to say, in the first one where this uh, orc guy throws a knife at the um, one of the, the main actors. And he's supposed to, like, dodge it in the script. Yeah. But the stuntman who was throwing the knife... And it was a real throwing knife. Mm-hmm. um screwed up his throw and so it was going right at the actor's face but he used his prop sword to deflect it just on reflex and that was the cut that they actually kept in the movie because it it looked so cool but that was a real life going at the real actor's face and he used a prop sword to like deflect it. Can you imagine
1: how pissed you'd be if you like deflected a real life knife that was going at your head
0: and you're like, nah, we can't use that. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And as the actor, you'd be like, yeah, we, we need to keep be that like, cut.
1: Bob, get the camera.
0: <laughs> find a way to keep that cut. Um, but yeah, some of some yeah. of the weird like accidental things in movies, I, I feel like, always end up being some of the best. Like, I, that's one of my favorite things is when I find out like a a scene or a, a joke in a movie was either improv or accidental. Um, going back to A Knight's Tale, there's that scene where uh, Chasher is going out and he's giving this big sick. grandiose speech and then he stops and no one applauds and then somebody in the background goes, yeah! And then everyone starts cheering. and But the, the reason behind that was because most of the extras in the scene were, they, they didn't speak oh, English. Did yeah. And so they had no idea if they were supposed to clap or not yet. And the guy in the background saying, yeah, was like the director or someone to try and get them to go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it made for a good scene.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. So, if... Nothing else to talk about that movie. I did have one other uh, bit of media. We've talked about movies and games quite a bit. A book series that I've been listening to. Mm. So, given my normal... um, you know, restlessness with how things are arranged in my condo. I completely rearranged all my furniture again. Um, yep. I'm really liking this new setup. But while I was doing it, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to have internet while I'm moving things around because the router is going to be unplugged. So I'll listen to an audiobook. That'll be something fun to do while I'm you know, moving, st- Just something to have on in the background to listen to. So I had this um, audiobook by um, Orson Scott Card who I don't... I've heard his name before, and I know he's done, like, other books, but for the life of me, I cannot remember what else he's done. Anyway, the mm. the book is part of a series, um, and it's the first, first one in the series. It's called Earth Unaware, and it's like a not-too-distant-future sci-fi book, um, okay. and it follows, like, So far, it's following three different plot lines, or three different main character groups. One is this group of uh, miners, like independent miner families that live out in the Kuiper Belt, like past Pluto's orbit, where they mine asteroids and send shipments back, and that's how they they make their money. Um, But because of how far out they are and how far apart everything is out there, they kind of have their own separate society where a ship is like 80 people and it's all families and they have rules about um they you know you're not supposed to really uh, marry anyone from your own ship or from like too closely related because again they have a very small population out there yeah so they they wait for other families ships to come by and then they'll they'll trade with them and occasionally um you know, do arranged marriages between the ships, and mm-hmm. um, so it's it's very, like, think, like, very, very, uh, how do I put this? It's like, sci-fi- technology is advanced to the point where um, something as crazy as living on a self-sufficient spaceship way out past Pluto is something that's just normal run-of-the-mill for the working class, you know? Yeah. Um, like a like an interplanetary ship is like a Honda pickup truck. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it also follows this uh, corporate ship that's out there testing some new uh, mining technology and stuff like that. And then it also follows back on Earth this special forces army unit. And they, I, I can kind of see how they're all going to come together. But mm. what is found out early on is something is coming into the solar system, as something moving at a significant fraction of the speed of light, and is heading in-system. Uh, and they quickly come to the conclusion that this has to be some kind of technology, not of Earth, essentially. I got you. And judging from what the series is called, I think that it's probably going to end up being, like, Humans versus aliens war, essentially.
1: Right. What's the series called
0: again? Uh, the seri- So the the first book is called Earth Unaware, and the series is called the First Fornic War. Okay. Or Phronic War. I. I don't know. It starts <laughs> with an F, and it ends with onic.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh the first formic war. Formic. Formic. F O R M I C. Okay.
1: Well, yes, but that is an assumption that there's going to be some kind of fight then, yes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. And they, they kind of allude to it um, throughout the the first few chapters. But I really am enjoying it because it, it it's a bit of a slow burn at the beginning, but they do it right. Like, they start off like kind of introducing these three disparate groups, and... They do a lot of world building just by showing interpersonal dialogue and some of the things that they're they're doing and talking to each other about. Um, they do a very very good job world building, and they they don't rush into like the action. Like planets don't need to be blowing up in the first five minutes. Like the yeah. um, the entire most of the first chapter is one of the younger ship's mechanics being scalded by the captain, essentially, for mm. like the... For, that that's literally like the first half hour of the book. Um, yeah, because really list-
1: deep into the social aspect of uh, living on a ship by the sounds of it. Exactly,
0: exactly. And I really liked that world, because it, it does seem to be a very well thought out and um, easily kind of understandable world that they've built up. So I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I've already bought the second audiobook, um... Because I, I know that I'm gonna keep listening to this one and uh, I'm gonna keep going after it because it's mm. it's really got me hooked.
1: I have still got to make you read uh, Red Rising. I know I bring it up a lot, but goddamn, we got to make you read that shit.
0: Red Rising Hood. Red. <laughs> <laughs> s- sorry, I'm just being sarcastic. What? Wow. I d- <laughs> you who hates puns <laughs> says something like that. <laughs> i don't i'm I'm looking it up now because i actually don't remember us talking about this red rising Uh, darrow is red a member of the lowest caste in the color-coded society of the future like his fellow reds he works all day believing that he and his people are making the surface of mars livable for future generations
1: it's uh it's another sci-fi social thing Mm. uh so, society's been divided up into several different classes. And at the bottom of the pile, there's okay. uh, like reds and browns. And at the top, there's like the golds who are literally physically superior and mentally superior, I suppose. That's going to be better education.
0: Hmm. Um, you know what that reminds me of? Um, go on. This is going to be super. Nerdy, and if I doubt Duncan actually listens to this, but if he does, uh, the um, in 40k, the Tau, yeah, they they're I like a, they're a society that they have they have different castes to the point where the castes have evolved physical differences from each other,
1: right? Are they, they, they're are they all like the, the blue people, right? we're talking about, yeah,
0: yeah, because they have the like the different castes, and some of them are more physically imposing some have like greater mental capacity but they're physically atrophied and stuff like that um so just when you said that that sounds interesting i'm going to well (laughs) in between segments i think i'm going to add this to my wish list
1: yeah it's like it's something i can highly recommend i've read the the, there was a trilogy which was really good and then they kind of continued it and i don't think the fourth book is as good, but then you know your luck has to run out at some point. <laughs> hey, uh, we could talk
0: about Mass Effect again.
1: <laughs> God. The trilogy uh, was good,
0: I've... and
1: then uh... I I've seen. Oh, I saw Mass Effect just recently because of the bloody ship video I was watching before this. A bunch of massive spaceships on it.
0: You know, I was talking to um, friend Juan, and um, he played Mass. He hasn't played any of the Mass Effect games, but he just played Andromeda. Yeah. And it's the only one he's played. And he enjoyed it. And we, we were kind of discussing this, and I was thinking why. Because now that it's been patched and they've fixed most of the glitches, um, the gameplay loop in it is actually pretty fun. Like, it's polished. You got the jetpacks, the mobility. Um, polished? Andromeda? Yeah, they've done a lot. Like, you since. Polished turd? Since, since okay. it came out in 2016. the Was it 2016 or 2017? Whenever it came out. They've done yeah. a lot to fix all the glitchiness, so the combat was always its strongest point, um, because it was just it was very well polished. They had a lot of mobility; you could jump around with a jetpack. Like the shooting felt like chunky and satisfying, mm. but people who played the original Mass Effect games knew that they were there for the story. They come to this one, and the story is just a fucking dog turd. So. That I mean, that, I think that's what it was. Because if I if I were to play just that game and go through, I was like, oh, it's mediocre story, fun shooter, and I just would play it and forget about it. But because it, the story is so ass compared to the original three games, I think that's that's why it, it garnered such harsh a harsh uh, criticism. Mm. Yeah.
1: yeah, no, They have a lot to live up to. I think overhype is definitely a big uh, problem these days, especially with the amount of social media. Because you got to advertise, but you don't almost want to over advertise.
0: Yeah, uh, that's that. when you do that, that's when. Because no matter if you like hype something up that much, it doesn't matter if it's a movie, book, video game, TV show. If it get it gets hyped to all high heavens, then no matter what, when people see it it's gonna be hard to impress them. It's rare that you hit like that perfect, you know, combination of this is gonna be amazing, this is gonna be the greatest thing you've ever seen and then you actually go and it is the greatest thing you've ever seen. That's so exceptionally rare. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I actually get that in quite a bit of movies when people are like, this is an incredible movie hmm. and I'm always dubious because I'm just a cynical bastard. But <laughs> Like there have been a few times where i've been like holy shit this is actually amazing like i remember when i was a kid and man there's a lot of stories from my childhood today um <laughs> huh. when the first time i ever watched black books right oh yeah yeah so i was told my, my dad came in one day he's like oh it's a really funny series about an irish guy that runs a bookstore and to like 12 year old me or whatever i was like that sounds boring as all hell <laughs> and then I watched it I was like oh my god
0: this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen <laughs> yeah it's almost better to just like underhype something just go like oh mm. that's pretty good and then you watch it and it was like oh that was great yeah
1: I think it's the same for games as well I think a lot more of my friends would have enjoyed Payday 2 if I hadn't played it like a thousand hours of it <laughs> <laughs> and been like it's amazing you got to play it um, yeah <laughs> Yeah, not now. No one plays
0: it. <laughs> I think um, that so this is this is a bit of a throwback, but um, when it first came out, I played a ton of Anthem. Um, mostly, it was I think uh, the our, the party we had it was me, uh, Mass Yi, and uh, one of Yi's coworkers. Um, and the four of, that was our, our four man squad for the most part. We played through it. I also uh, Juan had it. I think played through it with him. Um, I want to say Raymond had it too. But it was it was a good game. Like it, I didn't pay attention. There was apparently a lot of hype around it. I didn't pay attention to any of it. And so when I played it, I was like, oh, this is a lot of fun. You know, you get to fly around and pretend to be Iron Man. Like mm. the, the it was a It was satisfying gameplay. The flying was a lot of fun. The mechanics around flying and keeping your suit cool and everything were simple, but like satisfying. It was one of those things that was like really, really easy to uh, pick up and learn, but then, you know, uh, it was, I don't know, just, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I, oh. um, <laughs>
1: I think it yeah, that was. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You... Um, the, the, the first, the, Around the time that Anthem came out, I think it was also at the time that there was another really bad... Bang- I think it might have been Fallout 76 came out at the mm. same time. And so everyone was on this, this warpath. Uh, and Anthem had a few glitches from what I heard, Yeah, it got the shit ripped out of it for having them. Um, I liked the look of the game. Well, that- but. that
0: that was the other thing. It was absolutely it gorgeous.
1: <laughs> like it was, it was, it was, too much money for me to buy a game that I know is glitchy.
0: Yeah, but I think it was, especially now if the game's cheaper and they're still doing it. I've I've got it installed and I've been thinking about going back and playing it again, just co- just to fly around in the game because just flying around and it made doing silly grinding quests actually kind of enjoyable, which is hard for a game like that um hmm. anyway i'm going off talking about nostalgia stuff now uh we're at 34 minutes any final things you want to bring up for media before we end the segment
1: oh, I don't know. Um, no i don't that's not been much i haven't watched much new stuff this week to be honest Mm. Uh, whose turn is it for movie week next? It's yours, isn't it's it? It's
0: my choice, yeah. I've got quite a few uh, things that I've been considering. Um, now I just have to actually pick one.
1: Any cheeky spoilers for what it might be?
0: Well, okay, so there's a few. One of the ones that's on my list that I... I, I really love the movie. Um, and I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, the movie Troy.
1: Troy, no, I have not.
0: It's pretty good. Um,
1: I feel like that's a fairly old one that uh, I've heard of.
0: Yeah, yeah, early to mid two thousands, I want to say. Yeah. Um, but pretty excellent movie, and of course it follows the saga of the Trojan War. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, that, that's that's what I'm kind of leaning towards right now. Do really love the movie.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I do like historical films, even if they are like mythos historical
0: well that one there's they don't put any mythology around it they actually try to stay as historically accurate as possible with a couple right. exceptions the actual um, I, mild spoiler for the movie although this isn't really the actual Trojan War lasted for it was a 10-year siege um, yeah. against the city of Troy but ending with the horse in yeah in the movie um, they shorten it so it only lasts for like a few months <laughs> And, and then
1: the ten year they shorten the ten year war, oh my God
0: <laughs> they well, yeah, they don't yeah they they make it out. They, there's actually they they make a line or they make a reference to that uh, the fact that they're doing that, kind of a little nudge wink to the audience in one scene where the guy commanding the armies like uh, somebody who's giving the the guy counsel is like you know, uh, Troy is well supplied and well defended. It's like they could hold out for they could hold out for ten years behind those walls, and then the guy's like, "There won't be a ten year siege." And it's just like it's you know, it's just uh, but it's like kind of a nudge wink yeah, to the it, people it who actually be know the history. That
1: he was talking about like they're just gonna destroy them, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. People who don't know the history would think that, but people who do, it's like oh, okay, they're at least acknowledging that they're shortening it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's, we're, we're seven minutes over, so that's where we're going to end segment two. Um, thank you all for listening, and you will hear us again. All right, and we're back with segment three of the TMCJ podcast. Now, we, we've kind of, in the last couple weeks, been using this segment as just kind of an overflow for the other two. Um, which wasn't it's original intended purpose. We've had a lot of ideas about what we could use it for, and so um, I think uh, today I wanted to go with one of those ideas. Since we were talking about Anthem, uh, there was a video, just a short YouTube video that Blue and I just watched in the interim between the uh, two segments. And uh, it's it's an older one, it came out around the same time that uh, Anthem did, or around the time that all the trailers were coming out for it. Uh, <laughs> The title of the video being if, Anth- "If Anthem's trailer was played by real gamers," because you watch video game trailers and they tend to be um, just very idealized version. You could tell everything is scripted, even when they're trying to make it sound like they're real people. Like, "Oh, we got a guy up there on the rooftop, Tango down, I got him, I'm aiming at his st-, stupid stuff like that." Whereas mm-hmm. this one, it's just a- like a whole bunch of like shit talking. Or as um, in real life, it's like kill steal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, had you seen that that video before, Blue? I don't think so. No. Okay, I when that originally came out, it just it, I died laughing at it. Like, yeah, uh, is it
1: actually true about the RNG thing?
0: Uh, what? Is it true that if you no, got a no, in edition no, no, okay. that's not true, but it is something that, uh, seems like something EA would pull.
1: Yeah, like, uh, I can believe it quite easily, but so they did, that's, okay.
0: So, like, in the in the actual trailer, they're, they're on stage and they're like, oh, and here you can see that this person has joined from your friends list and is now a part of your fire team. In this version, it's like, holy shit, dude, stop with the fucking spam invites, I'm here! Yeah. <laughs> And then they have all these just stupid things. Oh, that that place is pretty cool. Let's you know, can we go over there? And the guy's like, No, it's not playable.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, mountains are kind of the go-to for uh, can't go there kind of thing. That's why, like, when Skyrim and stuff, when I was playing Skyrim the first time, I was like, Wow, it's a giant mountain. Mm. It's 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 a big rock with lots of little rocks on it. This is clearly a place I'm not meant to go. Oh wait, I am meant to go. Up there. <laughs> yeah, you can,
0: but you could with Skyrim, you could get your horse to like shimmy inside, step there, yeah. up the <laughs> But I think that's... Um... Oh, excuse me. The reason I wanted to start off with that video is it's a pretty good lead-off to... Because um... we were talking about hype and the hype that goes along with TV shows and movies and things like mm-hmm. that. It, it ne- like Whenever things are really hyped up, I almost wish that they'd have trailers like that because that video made me want to get the game more than the actual trailer for it. Did it
1: really yes
0: because it, mean... it it made me think of the the golden age of Xbox Live where it was just a whole bunch of people just you know playing through the game and essentially just casual shit talking instead of I don't know in the trailers you always get like the um nowadays when you're talking about Xbox Live or when you're talking about most. Online voice chat games. Most people aren't even in the voice chat. They don't. They don't bother with it because they're on like private calls or even on Xbox Live when they introduce parties. Like no one's in the actual public voice chat anymore. Or some people are, and most people yeah. just are off talking to somebody else who isn't even in the game. Which
1: yeah, or, or it's just like as I found. Well, it's always been a thing, but like I'm seeing it a lot of Valorant at the moment, is that you join a game and instantly, you know, the the old Eight year old kids like, has anyone got a mic? Uh, and then there's like a a grumpy Russian dude who just calls you a faggot because you can't shoot someone in the head 50 meters away with a shotgun. (laughs) Uh, like there's some very real stereotypes in these kinds of games. I suppose there's one saying, but like, they, they are real. Um. (laughs) <laughs> and you do see them far more often than you see actual nice people. Because nice oh, people, as I said, nice people stay quiet because they don't want to cause trouble.
0: That's. I mean, that's that's kind of what I mean. The golden age of like Xbox Live and the the late original Xbox, early Xbox three hundred and sixty era. That was when you had like tons of people online, and they were all like chatting and talking. So you you the vast majority of people were like you're saying just normal people who were just talking there might be some some arguments or some shit talk but it was to a normal level the the truly over the top toxic people weren't really didn't really show up there that often and if they did they you know got shouted down by everyone else really but now those are the only people that are still in the public voice chats
1: yeah And it's not just voice chat, the text chat as well. I was in a uh, game of Heroes of the Storm the other day. Yeah. And uh, it was a ranked match. uh, And three minutes into the game, someone said, we can't win this, give them the game. And he just spent the rest of the game saying, like, easy and throw faster, please, and that kind of thing. It's like three minutes into the ranked game?
0: Yeah, that's, uh, welcome to mobile play
1: uh, It's crushing, because not only is it, like, okay, we've now down a player because he's not going to actually do anything. But you've it's got that guy
0: odd. demoralizing everyone else. Exactly.
1: M- moral, moral? Mentally sabotaging the team. Uh, and so we got crushed. We managed to hang on for about 18 minutes, but from the start, it was, uh you could see where it was going. Yeah.
0: yeah, And it's uh, it, and it's one of those things that that guy is going to walk away thinking he was right, but honestly, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy.
1: And so I shall be forever stuck in that. Well, actually, I'm up to silver now,
0: but I'm going back into
1: bronze pretty
0: soon, I think. <laughs> this was, um... Oh, God, I can't remember what I was watching. Um, but it was talking about CSGO. I I like uh, the fact that that game still has the balls to keep friendly fire on. Well, CSGO? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's actually
1: quite, quite key.
0: Yeah. I mean, you get Um, people griefing every now and again where they'll just, you know, they'll shoot you in the head. Or they'll just team kill and try and get the, like, just to piss everyone off. But by the same token, if somebody starts doing that, everyone else can just shoot them. Or well, no, them.
1: they can't really. But like, you can kick them. Yeah, exactly. If someone shoots you too many times, that person automatically gets kicked and reported. Yeah. Uh, I think CS:GO has a good way of dealing with uh, that kind of thing. And I also, as you know, I love the the report system for CS:GO because you know you actually get to judge people. If if you if you've been known for being a good player, that doesn't get reported. Then they give you a little bit of power to be like, okay, we trust you enough to say, is this person cheating or not? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's also like one of the most hackers g- hacked games out there. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Because in it, some way, they're
0: not they're not thorough enough with their bans. Well, and it goes uh, now that the game isn't the game free. The game's now free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was gonna say that that right there is gonna cause a lot more of, of that sort of thing to happen.
1: Yeah, I gave up on CSGO not long after the whole free thing happened. Because it wasn't just like you get one hacker a day, you got a hacker, like, in consecutive games, different hackers. Uh, and on both teams in some cases. And it just was not... Like, is a fairly realistic-esque game. In the visuals and even the way that the weapons fire hmm um, and so yeah it took a little fun on the scale out of it knowing that someone could potentially be a hacker as well because it does demoralize you when you think oh this person's hacking there's no more no more point in playing even though they could just be playing very well
0: that's yeah that's the that's the line too is like can is this because there's subtle things too? There's the wall hacks, which just lets them see through walls, and they so they mm. could you know be decent at the game, but just that yeah. extra information that you're coming around the corner could be enough. Yeah, like that, the
1: ability to listen in for footsteps is vital. Uh, but if you're really good at it, it does look like you're just looking through walls.
0: <laughs> oh my god!
1: Yeah, I mean it's pretty vital in Valorant as well. Uh, Scott, Scott doesn't he he doesn't use headphones so whenever I die and Scott's alive Scott's like, Blue you need to listen for me and tell me when they're coming up behind me <laughs> I'm like, oh great, thanks Scott <laughs> while he's playing like hardcore metal in the background of his
0: Yeah, that's that's something I had to get used to with uh, CSGO when the two of us used to play it all the time when we do yeah, the, the, the duels or the duos mode um, Wingman Wingman, that's what it was called. Um, yeah, having to actually listen in through the headphones and kind of like, okay, right, here's I hear some
1: thing man mode.
0: That was a lot of fun. That w- honestly, I enjoyed that a lot more than the main game there. The the main ones were honestly kind of too long and repetitive for me. Yeah, and it
1: did away with all the assholes and
0: you know y- I just I liked the shorter games. Honestly, yeah. I, I wish I'd probably play the main one a lot more, if uh, the rounds were actually. Cause I think it's what, twelve, thirteen rounds. Fifteen. Uh, I can't I don't
1: remember how many rounds have been played so Valorant. I think it's it was like sixteen.
0: For the main uh, game, for a yeah, it's game. first to yeah. sixteen. I and mean, they halved it. They, it was like eight for wingman. Yeah, so it would be yeah first to first to eight or first to nine or something like that wins. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think
1: eight was a draw, and nine was a win.
0: Yeah. Oh man, fun game, fun game, mm. but uh, could get very aggravating. Yeah, god, yeah. And for yeah. a game that like is prized around, you know, precision firing with you know rifles and stuff like that, I just always use the shotgun. And I got some uh, dirty right. looks. <laughs> this this is uh <laughs> this has just become a um, competitive yeah, well, gaming nostalgia, but
1: um, the so something else. Talking about before uh, before the thing, I said I was going to keep it for the last last bit of the podcast. Hmm. Uh, co- COVID news in uh, in this country. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know. if, I, Obviously, there's been a lot more strict lockdown. I think everywhere at the moment. Uh, Not I'm here. assuming it's the same in America. Okay. Nope. I think Mass was we just it's stricter in Canada recently.
0: Probably. We pretty much at this point. Um, they're not going to be able to re-lock things down. People are right. just kind of over it. Well, and they've made sorry. Th- what made, they've what they've done is they've slowed down the reopening. So my my state divided their uh, removal of the lockdown into phases, and they were planning on moving into like they divided their phase three plan into phase three A and three B. They're mm-hmm. They were going to go into 3B this month. They're now going to delay that until the the second wave calms down, which makes sense. It's but yeah, it's it the, the second wave is kind of happening globally everywhere but China because they had their second wave a few months ago,
1: right. But um, they they've made it now so that um everything is closed at 10 p.m. like all, all businesses, um. So everyone is going out to get drunk way earlier in the day. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, me and E, we went for I think it was lunch. No, it was it was an early dinner. I think it was it was um, I don't know. it was about six six p.m. And we walked into this place that we really like. Oh and uh, while this guy was like showing us to our table, we had a a random customer who was like. Well f- okay, first of all he was um he was like, Why is he allowed to wear a face mask like that? I wear a bandana, okay? Yeah. Um because I always have I find them comfortable and it covers my face. And he's like, yeah. Why is that allowed? when I'm not allowed to use my shirt to breathe into Like he had his shirt up Just over, his, over mouth. his face, yeah. Yeah. And the, the 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 lovely person who uh was go about to show us the tables like explained why. And the guy went back to his drink. And a couple of seconds later, whilst the attendant is like, I'm sorry for that interruption. Now let me continue. And in the background, I just hear, why is he so tall? (laughs) 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 I just straight up ignore him. Uh, This drunk bastard at 6pm, like, oh my god, I'm just trying to enjoy a nice meal. (laughs) Um,
0: But yes. It wasn't the best start to the, 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 the
1: date. I'm sorry. Um,
0: Why is he so tall? <laughs> and, um,
1: but yeah, that being said, it was, uh, the last day of their. Because some businesses, I don't know if they did it over there, they have, um, they were doing 50% off all food for, like, several months mm. across, like, so,
0: so many places. Yeah, it's get gets. And, it's a lot of yeah. They do that to get more people in, yeah. You
1: know. Yeah, keep the businesses running. Um, yeah. And this, this particular establishment, that their chain, they continued it on until the end of September. Mm-hmm. So this was the last week of September. And uh, so we were getting our last like half price meal off. Oh, it was so good! Really good food, and we had um, even got dessert because we were like, ah, it's. Two large pieces of chocolate fudge cake with like this thick fudgy sauce and vanilla ice cream. Two plates of that was three pounds. In fact it was under three plates. It was two pound fifty. Ah. Oh, I I'm really sad I didn't go out more <laughs> during that. Take phase. advantage
0: of that, yeah. That's that's pretty impressive. I'm j- you see, I was in normal times, I'm thinking of like a lot of uh, chain pubs around here and like uh, Fridays or Chili's or Applebee's and stuff like that. Old places we don't have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you, but you know what they are, right? Uh, vaguely, based on the names. But it's, it's like yeah. a... think like like a bar and restaurant kind of thing, but it's like a chain. So they're all kind of pretty much the same yeah. on the inside. Like, and like a spoons. Yeah, but less emphasis on the bar and more emphasis on the restaurant. Yeah, I got you. Um, that they they are very similar, but these places are more like they they cater a little bit more towards like a family at ad- atmosphere mm-hmm. or like young adult kind of those families and young adults are the kind of people they're trying to pull yeah, in there. Like
1: a like a do you, have you been to a harvester?
0: No, I don't even know what that is.
1: Okay, yeah, it's it's exactly what he's driving.
0: Go on. Okay, anyway, so um, they they'll do things like on i don't know tuesday or thursday nights or something like that between like three and five they'll have half priced appetizers as long as you order a drink or something right. like that so like if normally you know you get a plate of like buffalo wings and it's like eight bucks it's four dollars on those nights mm. something like that so and I, they they do that's just a normal practice that's not something specific to the the lockdown or to COVID. They they just do that to try and get people in the door, thinking that if they, yeah. you know, they get the cheap appetizers, but they'll also get a few drinks, and so they'll still make money.
1: hmm Well, drinks are generally how people make, uh, are where, um, places make the money, because the, the food, uh, certainly at this place that we've been going to, mm. uh, is generally, like, we, we get, okay, if I said, like, a side dish, right, mm. uh, how many side dishes do you think makes, like, a full dish? I'd say about two. So two side dishes on average makes a full yeah, dish.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say two. If, if we're thinking of the same thing, like an appetizer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's this the the place that we go has all these different like side dishes, but you can get five side dishes for nine pound fifty, and that's enough to feed two of us.
0: Yeah, that's like uh, yeah, that's two full meals for.
1: Yeah. So we get like nachos with cheese and ch- uh, chilies on. We get chicken goujons, we get chips with more cheese and bacon on, we get onion rings and something else that I can't remember, for £10. Yeah, for
0: for reference, for the people who don't know the conversion rate, that's somewhere in the neighborhood of like $12. Yeah, it's about $12.
1: but yeah, food over there generally is cheaper anyway. Like, there's more of a eat-out culture in America than England. That's why it's like so rare to me, like, to find something this cool.
0: Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that does kind of depend on, on where you live a little bit. But yeah, there's a lot more places to eat out. You know, pizza places, uh, like take-out places, wing places, Chinese food. Um, yeah, like you have
1: breakfast places out there but like yeah. apart from like the odd cafe over here it's quite rare it's very rare to have breakfast out I would say
0: yeah there are cafes there's places that just do breakfast like those they're kind of the chain places like Denny's or IHOP hmm. Um, but then aside from that there are literally just breakfast diners
1: Um, yeah. there's, there's even like obviously you know McDonald's mm-hmm. um they, something that actually really frustrates me and a lot of people, is that they have a specific breakfast menu, which as far as I'm concerned, there's maybe like one good thing on their breakfast menu. I just want a McDonald's burger when I'm <laughs> going there at any time. Yeah. Uh, but like, nope, nope, we can't do that. Ah, oh, it hell. <laughs>
0: that frustrates the shit out of me. Yeah. I, I, I'm the kind of person that I'll I'll eat breakfast for dinner. I'll eat dinner for breakfast. I'll switch mm-hmm. things around. For the longest oh, time, I, I used know, to think um, I clam chowder was something I actually enjoyed having for breakfast. Yeah, because it's a it is a very heavy meal, and I guess it is more of a um like a evening or lunchtime thing. But I didn't like a really like cold day in like November or December. Um, I just like hot bowl of like clam chowder and some bread. I used to think that that's a great morning meal. Mm.
1: I don't think I've ever really had clams. Um,
0: well, they clam chowder, clams and clam chowder in particular are pretty big around here, um, just because right. they're pretty abundant off the coast of Massachusetts I and mean, Maine. I,
1: lo- I used to have a lot uh, of prawn chowder. I love prawn
0: chowder. I don't know, that we can't oh. really get prawns here, I don't... At least, oh, really? I don't think they're they're native to, like, the, the ocean right off our coast. I think Is we'd have to get cold? them from another part of the U.S.
1: Maybe? I don't know. Wait, are you higher... are you more north than I
0: am? No, you're more north, but you have warmer waters than we do because of the Gulf Stream. Right. So that was... Sure. I, I was trying <laughs> to figure this... Because you, you guys have a, a milder climate, both because of the Gulf Stream and because you're an island. We have have a lower latitude, but we actually have a more extreme climate: hotter summers and colder winters.
1: Okay. Hmm. Oh, Fascinating. Okay. I'm
0: just thinking about food now. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm starting to get hungry.
1: Mm.
0: I did a, oh, had a breakfast sandwich today. This, is, let's, you know what? We're on it. Let's just talk about food. This morning, I had a sandwich, it was, I had hash browns on the side, uh, toast with sriracha sauce and mustard, and then a fried egg, cheese, and uh, salami. It was a delicious breakfast sandwich. It's been a long time since I've had salami. I've been getting like this, because I've been at home and therefore cooking a lot more because I have time for it. I've been spending more money on ingredients now than I would normally. Like when I was barely ever cooking, I'd just buy things that were just middle of the line, kind of inexpensive, but would last, like sausages, um, chicken breasts. I wouldn't buy nicer ingredients like specialty deli meats or um, things like that because I just or like fresh vegetables, like uh, especially not lettuce, I'd buy things that would last like garlic and onions. Yeah, um, and sometimes peppers if I was going to make a stir fry pretty Quite quickly. Equal. But now, yeah, I oh, yeah. Can't what I was gonna yeah. say. You're right, though. I am now getting hungry. Mm. <laughs> All right, but we. <laughs> this is just. Uh, we've we've kind of petered off the the idea of. Playing that video and then jumping off into a discussion about it uh, really only took us about eight minutes before we started going off talking about competitive gaming, and yeah. then no, no, no. sound like you're going to say I, something.
1: I was going to say, well, we we kind of discussed most of Anthem in the uh, the previous one, so I don't think there was as much to discuss. Yeah. Uh, also, I like I like to make the um, I tend to like to make the. Third section, a bit more real world, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because we talk a lot about possibly media and games in the first two. That's true. Um, yeah. Also, yeah, that's something that everyone keeps telling me. Even people who are not American is about the whole Trump thing at the moment getting. Yeah.
0: Corona. I mean, it's it's kind of par for the course. Tons of politicians have got it at this point across the world. Yeah. I Boris mean Johnson had yeah, it. Yeah. And it's not like they 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 caught it early. Um, he wasn't showing any symptoms. They brought him to a hospital. He's getting treatment. He's gonna be fine. Yeah, he's gonna be fine. If anyone in the world is gonna have good treatment, it's gonna be the leader of the free world. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna be he's gonna be fine. But it yeah. there was some some irony though about. Um, him making fun of his uh his opponent during the debate for not for wearing a mask everywhere and then like the next day he he finds out he has it yeah. there's a, li- a little bit of amusement with that but some people are saying like if he does when he gets through it he's just gonna be
1: like oh see it's not that bad i can <laughs> tough it out and i'm 70 oh which yeah. i think is gonna make a lot of people very angry so maybe maybe the white house staff will be able to grab his phone for long enough that he forgets uh, <laughs> before he can tweet out about it but oh my knows, God. yeah yeah also i've not seen the uh the presidential debate thing that happened the other day it was very everyone funny. i've spoken to have just said it was a uh a child's pl- fight
0: <laughs> yeah so if you can imagine like um If you could imagine somebody like uh, I don't know some some angry not angry but uh, some you know smartass sarcastic punk walking into an old folks home, and okay, so you
1: walk into an old folks home, right?
0: No, no, so some smartass sarcastic punk walking into an old folks home, and he just picks on the most senile person there for about an hour and a half. That's pretty much what it was, right? Um, I take it trumps not the old senile one. No. In fact, being seventy, he he seemed to yeah he's he's like seventy four, but he was he he had a lot of energy, I'll say that, Um, Mm. and his opponent didn't. Um, And it it honestly it it made his opponent seem a little bit more sympathetic because it was like he's just it looked like he was just bullying him.
1: Yeah, I don't know why someone brought up and i think it's a fact i can agree with
0: i i think there needs to be more variety in the uh, in the candidates well this this is something that i've talked about with some of my friends here like quite a bit what like why uh, for the last two elections all of our like finalists have been over the age of 70. yeah like bernie was pushing like 80 Hillary was in her seventies, I want to say, or late sixties at least. Trump, when he got elected, was sixty-nine. Biden's seventy-nine or something like that. Like, can can we have them like do like a a basic uh, driving test or something like that before they can even run in
1: retirement presently?
0: Yeah. Oh my Uh, god. Yeah, I don't know what what's up with that. We we for the last something. Changed after the last uh, couple of elections. Just the the people who the people who are getting through and making it through to the end are just they they see the the people who seem like the worst choices. Like across yeah, the, the people board. who have
1: lived, um, I think not extravagant but like extreme lifestyle. So obviously Trump with his business empire. Mm. I imagine people who are possibly like um war heroes probably get through quite a bit. Um I don't know. Not as it's, much as they used to. Yeah, I think I think well obviously there's not been quite such a quite as much of an extreme war in recent history as um I don't know, I'd probably get shot down for that. But <laughs> what I mean is it it's not like
0: that. Well World you're war right two hasn't just happened. There hasn't been um there hasn't been like a like a, a serious war between like actual equal powers since world war Two, it just hasn't mm. happened i mean um, the cold
1: war yeah but the, you can't wasn't, really have a
0: hero in the cold war because it, it's not it, it wasn't actually a, a war like everything was no. like black ops and espionage Political. yeah there wasn't any many boots on the ground as it were yeah it was proxy wars and things like that um, so yeah, it's it's true. You you do have people who like there are active military actions, there are active you know wars going on, but a lot of the time, they're not like formally declared wars. Um, and if they are, they're against people who are just wildly mismatched, yeah. or they're civil wars with other countries participating.
1: And uh, a lot of the the British prime ministers recently have kind of been what's left in the bottom of the barrel, I think. Um. Like, (laughs) who the hell thought Boris Johnson was going to be, like... Like, He he was known for being a clown, basically. Yep. And yet you still wanted him in? Like, uh, Theresa May, she was literally voted in because the other person said something really fucking stupid, and so Theresa May got in by default. Like, (laughs) since David... I, I... i have a a modicum of respect for david cameron um and i think him stepping down when he did was actually a good call because much like you know um churchill after world war ii he he was a great general and he was the right person to have leading our armies he was he is not the right person to be talking about like you know regional finance like that's that's just not the right person for the job um so i think david cameron's stepping down when he did when he's like right i cannot give my all for the whole brexit thing yeah i'm gonna fuck off um was the other thing but everyone's calling him a coward for it
0: no I, yeah but i think that's that's true it's like it showed a surprising amount of integrity to do that because he's mm-hmm. like um yeah i don't want to like you know i i put this to a vote and it came up a way that I personally don't believe in. So if I can't, you know, put my all behind it, I'm going to step down and, you know, move on, let somebody else do it. Yeah. I can respect that. But Although... Go on. No, no, I was just going to say it. I, I've... You probably know more about this than I do. I, I pay kind of cursory attention to what's going on in the UK and the rest of Europe, but yeah, not nearly not really as... Interesting. Yeah. Um...
1: Ironically, I mean, I say I I never wanted um, Boris Johnson to get in. Because it would be like, uh, it's just a joke guy, basically. But honestly, if Jacob Rees-Mogg got in... Who is that? I know that name. Oh, he's like the most British, British guy you will ever hear. (laughs) Um, His oh man just everything
0: about him even his kid's name is like i'll have to look him up after this
1: oh i don't know it's just so quintessentially stereotypically british oh, um, i think it'd actually be a lot of fun if he was the prime minister
0: oh my god he looks like the epitome of british
1: well, listen to how he talks i'll keep rambling for
0: a bit um <laughs> well i, ca- I just... can't actually listen to how he talks it'll come through on the podcast
1: oh shit okay yeah um, but yeah, no, that, that's 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 who I want to see because I think that'd be a, a great laugh, and um, he he definitely speaks his mind. Um, so I think that'd be good. But yeah, I, I've not really been paying much attention to British politics like super okay. recently because
0: it's been more interesting in America, basically. I am listening to him right now. I, I muted the uh, the desktop audio so it wouldn't yeah. come through on the podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're right, yeah, that is, um... Yeah.
1: Anyone out there who doesn't know who I am talking about, just just look up Jacob Rees-Morg. Yeah, that's spelled
0: R-E-E-S-M-O-G-G. What a weird fucking name is that.
1: Yeah, maybe it's Old English. Have you heard, um, what his children are called? Um, hang on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, so we've... Man, we've transitioned quite a bit in this. We started off talking about um, games, real versus hype. Then we went into dis- like the uh, talking about how people interact online, voice chat. Cut, sorry, hmm?
1: just calling back very briefly. Yeah, his one of his children's name: Sixtus Dominic Boniface Christopher Reesmog. What the. F-
0: and Peter Theodore Alphage Reesmorg. His wife's name is Helena De Chair. Yeah. Uh,
1: Mary Ann Charlotte Emma. Tom Wentworth, Somerset Dunstan. Oh my god. They're just all like. What? Yeah. What? You are see why ones? I want him as Prime Minister. <laughs> oh my god. Bring it back. Bring back the
0: old ways. The most British. <laughs> okay yeah that's okay god. i see what you're talking about yeah oh um, my god well we're coming up on the end here uh is there any final thoughts anything you want to end us off with
1: uh, what's uh what's did we have any plans for next week um There's something i need to ask you about like for one of those sessions because we were discussing the um the, the guest thing. I don't, don't know. I'm still not sure when that's happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we're, we've still got to figure out the logistics for that. We need to find somebody who's both available and willing to be a part of this mm. shit show.
1: So I thought you were heading to their um, abode to... Uh, no, new
0: no, 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 no. I was saying that it wasn't going to be possible because I would have to move all the equipment.
1: Uh, okay. okay, okay, yeah. cool. oh, And that I'm was last that. week, anyway. Um, and... Yeah. Uh, I hope you're having better weather over there than here it's been fucking miserable the last few weeks a uh, few days
0: yeah. it's bright and sunny and kind of cool out today it's perfect uh, weather
1: fuck you <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright we'll end it off there this has been the end of the entire podcast and uh, the end of episode 10 we've made it a whole 10 episodes 10 weeks let's see how long we can keep this going um, but with that Thank you all for listening.
1: Bye-bye.